You're listening to These Are The Days. Hello and welcome back to These Are The Days, a podcast from me, Ronnie Costello. Uh, the Confessions Lottery returned in episode 12. I can't thank Susan enough for taking part and bringing lunch, of course. We do accept bribes on this podcast. It doesn't always go in your favour, though. Uh, if you want to play or you want to join me at my table, which will be coming back in 2020, then do get in touch on the website or on our social media. And of course, thank you very much for being part of the podcast by listening, subscribing, sharing. Uh, we are at The Days Podcast. That is on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter if you aren't already following. And you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcasts. You can stream or download as well on SoundCloud. And you can check out the website for full details. That's www.thedayspodcast.com. These are the days. Aaron Keaton is a Manchester-based personal trainer whose Instagram isn't just informative, it's funny, it's straight to the point, it's very open, and it's very, very honest. Uh, Coming up in the next hour, we'll be talking about anxiety, panic attacks, uh, sleep, pizzas, 16-week courses, podcasts, chicken sausages, and a whole lot more. This is episode number 13 of These Are The Days, Body and Mind, with Aaron Keaton. We're at The Day's Podcast on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. So my guest this week is Aaron Keaton. Aaron, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Ronnie. And uh, it's our first one that we've done not face-to-face. So uh, we'll get through it. We're all good. Connection's fine. And we've got a good uh, episode lined up. So I'm the first one who you've not done it face-to-face with, Ronnie. Yeah, you're the first person that we haven't been face-to-face with, yeah. Matt, I don't know if I should find that offensive. Do you know what I mean? Is it something to do with my looks? Or <laughs> it's something to do with the distance. It's probably yes. the only thing. So yes, um, yeah. So thanks for joining us on this. So basically, what's happened on all the episodes there are people that I have known. Some of them I've been a lot closer to, family members. We've spoke about loads of different topics, and the object of the podcast is to get different people on for every episode. And Aaron is a very different person to that. He is a a personal trainer who is based in Manchester, uh, but has a bit of an online following and our past kind of crossed online at some point in the past three or four years or whatever. And we've kind of kept in touch and uh, here's where we are right now. And this is why we're here. Matt, Matt, honestly, I really appreciate this. Like I said, I, what I want to say firstly, like the one thing that I was reading this morning, sorry, I was listening to on a podcast and, mate, you know the nerves that you still get when people think you're just coming on to a podcast and, do you know what I mean, and they don't understand that. I'm nervous right now. How weird is that? <laughs> Listen, mate, it'll be totally, totally fine. We're gonna, we've got loads to get through. There's no trick questions, anything like that. You'll be fine. Uh, and you'll be, you'll be all right. Don't worry about it. We're talking about yeah. you, so it's fine. It's not, though, obviously, because, obviously, because I've got my own podcast, you know what I mean? And then obviously you're interviewing other people and yep. firing questions at yep. like, Flippy neck, on the other side now. Welcome to the other side. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let, let's start from it, all right? So um, let's basically start with the social media kind of thing because that's kind of where it's a massive thing. So you've, you yourself, you've got over 14,000 followers on Instagram. You're very active yeah. on it. As a personal trainer, was that the natural step for you to try and grow yourself? Yeah, I think, to be fair, mate, I think you've no choice at this moment in time unless you want to stay on, like, when you're in the gym, there's only so many hours that you can obviously put with clients. So once you get to a position where you start filling, obviously, your book, you, can, like I said, you've kind of come to some kind of store where you can only get you can only like help like say 20 to 25 people when you're gym based. So the next step that you generally take naturally is jumping online. Then obviously, as soon as you get online, you get onto the social media, you're obviously exposed to a lot more people. And don't get me wrong. Obviously you always want to help more people, but there's always in the back of the mind that you do always want to try and better yourself financially. You're When you get online, you're trying to create some kind of like financial freedom. If, if you get me, do you know what I mean? So how did it go from you? Because like I said, you mean you got 40,000 followers, which is no mean feat, by the way. But did you just go stick a couple of posts up and you've just seen this growth? 
It's, yeah, it did start that. And obviously, you will have noticed. So what happened? So when I first started social media, you kind of follow trends. So you're watching the big accounts. You're seeing what they're doing. Oh, they're posting pictures of the rabs. They're talking about the chicken broccoli and the rice. And the, the repeat, do you know what I mean? You start repeating these same trends, what you see, because this is what the big accounts follow. And then do you know what I thought? fuck it, I can't even be arsed with this. Do you know what I mean? It's just the same stuff. It's boring. It's not benefiting anyone. So I obviously went down my own route. I started having a laugh with it. I started being giggled, having a giggle with it. I started being real. Do you know what I mean? The daily struggles that I go through. Mm. And I just started being real with it. And then people, because when you're real with it, the average person who is watching you, they can relate to you, mate. Mm. So that's when, obviously, I started creating this following. People started, obviously, engaging with me, like, flipping out, you talk sense. You know I mean? You eat some fried chicken, you eat some pizza, you like a beer, you like a bit of cake. And I think, obviously, when I started just being myself, mate, that's when it just grew. Mm. Trying to, do you know what I mean, not be something that you're actually not. And, and you, that's when- you've obviously went from doing the sort of normal posts and of, of late, you do a lot of IGTV things. I mean, that's, that's what I've, that's what I've gone for now. And yeah. the reason I've gone for that is I've actually not seen another. I don't think have you have you come across a account that literally just was solely IGTV? But, is there actually any? Well, if it's if it's not that or stories, including your infamous dog. Now I, I don't know what else you do <laughs> on social media. What else do you do on Instagram? That's it, mate. <laughs> it's just literally what I thought to myself, though, because when I. When you're a social, when you're um, involved with the fitness, like I said again, the trend is supposed to picture of yourself, and and I'm just like, what do I? Re- what am I getting from this, and what are other people getting from it? So I thought, do you know what? Utilize that IGTV. No one else is doing it. Just spit two, three minutes out a day, four minutes, or whatever it is, and just let people hear you and let people see you be real with what you do with training, with food, with mental health. Do you know what I mean? So they can get a better insight into me rather than just a picture with a fucking caption underneath just saying fucking 20 grams of protein, milkshake or whatever it is. Well, see, when you say that, you're obviously on about, you mentioned the chicken, the broccoli, you know, that thing. You you definitely remember this, but didn't you go through a phase of eating like pizza every night or something for about a week? <laughs> yes. I mean, yes, it doesn't get that. any more real, does it? Yeah, I did that about two years ago because that was to put the stigma was always the chicken, broccoli and rice, wasn't it? And I think obviously the first time we spoke, like the, the, the fashion was you need to be eating clean, do you know what I mean? You need to be eating six times a day. People, people like if there was to have some kind of bad food, they'd labeled it a cheat meal, do you know what I mean? They've got to cheat to obviously get away from the diet. So I thought, what the fuck? I'm like, why are they even promoting this? Like in the real world, what our bodies know is just calories. They don't know good and bad food. Obviously, it's better to put yourself in a position where you are eating good food because when you do eat good food, you do feel better. Yeah, I get that. But in terms of losing body fat or gaining muscle, it comes down to your calorie intake. So that's where I thought, okay, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to eat a pizza every day and I'm going to prove that you can get lean. And I think I did. I think I did about 45 days, you know, man, <laughs> of the pizza every day. And then I think I lost I I lost about 5K. I don't know if you've seen the before and after picture, man. And you look pretty fucking lean. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's madness, isn't it? To, to think, <laughs> to think, just just because of what people believe or what they understand or what they know. But you've just went, nah, fuck that. That's not what happens. <laughs> this is it, man. So I started slamming a pizza down, man. And people are just like, oh, how would you do that? It's all right for you. You can do this. And if I had a pizza, it's like, no, man. This is actually how it works. It's just what you believe because of the big accounts on social media that seem to have. Mate, they have a massive percentage of the following. Mm-hmm. And I know it's all, it's definitely not about your following, do you know what I mean? Because I've got quite a big following and I've got a lot of people who I can engage with. But when they get, when they've got a massive percentage of the market, which they have, these companies like the Gymshark, the Protein World, the Women's Best, if the people are not familiar with Women's Best and Protein World, these are like very common supplement companies that promote like the meal replacements, the, um, sorry, the replacement shakes, the protein bars, et cetera, et cetera. Mate, these are, these people have a million followers each. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So they have a massive influence on people because when people what people do when they go on social media generally the average person says oh million followers he knows what he's talking about he's got experience 
he's got knowledge. And people are so easily influenced these days. And I used an example the other day. It was, um, I don't know if you, I put a mental health video up the other day. Mm-hmm. And I was on about um, the daily routine and everything. And I was saying, like, how pe- people are easily influenced. There was the 60-minute documentary that um, went out two weeks ago called The Game Changers. Have you heard of it? Yes, I have heard of it. I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard a lot about it. Mate, give it a watch just to obviously create your own perception and create your opinion. And it is very, mate, it's very, very well put together in terms of what they promote. Obviously, they're promoting the veganism. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, I had people messaging me. They've watched 60 minutes of the documentary and they're going full-blown vegan. That's how easily we are influenced Mm. just from 60 minutes. And the thing is, where a lot of those companies they are they are just influencers aren't they i mean that's what they're doing you know they're there to make money rather than look after health maybe for some of them mate this is it they've got one thing in mind and that's to obviously create as much revenue as possible and i get it because they're a business they're business minded they want to make money everyone wants to make a few quid i completely get that but the way they do it is just morally morally wrong Mm. and i don't know if it's because they're just fucking trying to get people's money like they're clever with it or they're just absolutely stupid and they actually believe what they're selling. Mm. I, it, I just, I can never understand it. Yeah, and the thing is you've done, I mean, you've been doing, I think, IGTV for the last few months and yeah. one thing I do like is your your titles are very honest of what they mm. are. I mean, going from the 550 calorie burger and chips at home to do you feel like a dick in the gym? <laughs> <laughs> Um, for these as well I mean the thing is as well it's not you're not creating a recipe I mean you're very honest with that you're not starting this from scratch this is just like here's what to have it's good and here's what this is all it's going to use up for you you know burger exactly. and chips salt and pepper chips I think you've had I think you've had fish and chips oh mate the, do you know what I need to again I need to get more on the food thing mm-hmm. I, I really do do you know what I found, though? Some of them IGTV videos while we're doing the food, I chat some absolute shit. <laughs> Man. I'm glad you said it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I did it. What, have you seen the chicken butty video? Uh, yeah, I've, I've probably seen most of them, to be fair, but I don't know where I, There's not many of them. Man, yeah. Oh, the 400 calorie, there it is, yeah. Listen to this. This is this is where, like, obviously social media is mad. I can put some absolute videos on that are just full of knowledge bombs, full of absolute knowledge bombs. You could probably change, do you know what I mean? You could literally change your life if you fucking listen to it properly. No one, but no one bats an eyelid sometimes. No. You put the chicken, I put the chicken butty on. I walked into the local address. One lad come up to me. Oh, man. Seen that chicken, that chicken butty video, man. I've watched it twice now. It's sick. It's sick. I'm just like... It's just the chicken butter. Yeah. It's, well, it's a, the best 400 calorie yeah, chicken butter. It butty. is the best. Sorry, I didn't make that correctly. Yeah. Um, but some of the, I mean, I take it the IGTV is just giving you, it gives you the platform because, I mean, I don't know what how long you can talk for on there, but you're, 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 you're so across things, you know, 118 calorie snack hack to need a quick yeah. protein fix to social media influencers, a.k.a. prostitutes. <laughs> that's that's going back to the good to on there honestly it's, yeah. the, it's the it's the women on the protein world mate it's just embarrassing so protein world's obviously the supplement company i mentioned yeah. and they promote so obviously i'm always trying to put people in a position where i'm trying to break it right down um, repeat the absolute principle of fat loss which is obviously your calorie intake and then next minute, you get the one, the people with the one million followers. They've got the little crop top on. Do you know what I mean? Genetically in good shape. They fucking, they're always in decent shape. They were just born like that. And then um, they're saying, oh, you have this fucking slender blend and you'll lose body fat and you'll drink this and everything will be all right. Do you know what I mean? Life will be amazing. And then you're just like, oh, shut the fuck up. And they're like, use my discount code for this. They're getting 10p a fucking milkshake they sell. And it's just, mate, it's embarrassing. Mm. It's embarrassing. Yeah. I, I, the thing is, I like your, your IGTV content. It's, it, it's really good because it's so diverse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just for, for whatever. I mean, you're, you're talking, you know, all about them. There's some of them you're doing, uh, you know, Mental Health Awareness Day with a Cadbury's orange twirl. But but it's taking a real serious subject and being quite relaxed about it because I think it's it's something we're going to go on to, but it's something that needs talked about and you kind of do it in a a little bit of a unique way because you're just chomping into a Cadbury's twirl and seeing what it's about, you know. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, which is fun. And you slap anxiety in the dick as well, which is... Uh, yes, 100%, man. 100%. <laughs> which is a yeah. good one. Um, so in terms of your uh, social media then, do you do you find that, depending on what you put up, is the response you get or is it uh, just, just a kind of good audience that people just relate to you and how honest you are? And do you know what, mate? It's one of them. I think people, like, they either love me or hate me. And I, I think that's why my social media's not grown as much as I believe it should with, obviously, how diverse I am. But I feel like when you put yourself in that position, it's a 50-50 thing. Mm-hmm. They either like what you say or they fucking can't stand you. Yeah. And I think that's what happened. Mate, when I put them posts up, so I monitor, like, um, the followers going up and down, etc. And say I put a post up, and say it's really controversial, especially like the ones where we mentioned the supplement company. Mate, I can lose like 20 followers, 30 followers at a time. Jeez. Because, mate, because I've hurt their feelings and they're probably drinking <laughs> that shake or something along them lines. Mm. So it is what it is, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? But at least I've got the, at least what will happen eventually, I'll be filtering out the fucking idiots and I'll have obviously the people who do want to listen to me and they do want to relate to me and they do want to be real and they do want proper advice. They do want proper knowledge. Do you know what I mean? They want the truth. Mm-hmm. And then people will be there because I feel like the people when I do lose the followers, do you know what I mean? They're avoiding something, they're hiding something. Do you know what I mean? They're running away from it. Leave them be. One sip on your fucking milkshake and do one. <laughs> <laughs> what have you, how have you found the kind of the bad experiences of social media? Have you had any real bad things that have, people have said or, or or whatever? Any any bad things towards me? Yeah, or yeah, yeah. What what's do, kind of you know your deal? No, I've not really ever come across anything bad towards the DM. I think the worst one I had was about three years ago, and he said, "Mate, you're spotty as fuck." I said, "Oh, thanks." <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I was laughing me. I was just like, "Oh, cheers, mate. Thanks for that." Yeah, because and I remember putting it on my Instagram stories, and everyone was just laughing the red yeah. off. That's all he said. You're a spotty fucker somewhere. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, we in, in that though, I think you've done all right because I mean I think we all know we could see some of the social media hate that gets thrown about to people for no yeah. reason. You know. Yeah. For the kind of yeah. keyboard warriors that are out there. But uh you've done all right not to have, have anything. And you've always been very open and very honest. Is that uh is that a, was that a thing you were clear to do from the start or have you got more open and honest um, if you've went I think, on I think as time's gone on I've definitely got more truthful more honest because I feel like I said in your early years when you are following trend because you think that's the right way to go you kind of hide things because you don't want people to think you're having a burger at the weekend you don't want people to think you're having a beer on a Wednesday night before you tea just things like that because obviously we presume fitness is this perfect lifestyle it's this perfect way to be do you know what I mean? So you, if you're a fitness professional, you should be promoting this per- this perfection and what people need to be following. You're the leader. And then, do you know what I mean? Like I said, you get further than that. Fuck it. Do you know what I mean? I'm just as real as everyone else. Mm. And do you know what I mean? And I want people to know that. I want people to know that you still can have a life whilst you go to the gym, whilst you are trying to eat, eat healthy. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's balance. It's moderation. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely, yeah, as time goes on. And I think you get more comfortable and you realise that when people are engaging with you, that you're not actually doing a bad thing about being real. And I think some people are scared to do that. One thing that um, you you have been very honest lately, you, you talk a lot about mental health and you also say yes. that you're here to help fix the mind and the body. 100% man. When does that come into your thinking of the services you offer or the help you offer to link in the mental health and the physical? So with the mental health, mate, that's come from, if we go back, I don't know if you've, I, what, I put a video up that was maybe about six weeks ago and I'm not sure I've actually mentioned this on a podcast. So I was going through like um, a pretty, a pretty mad addiction and it was to cocaine and I was literally I was smashing this on the fucking daily, mate. I was um, I was getting it, and then, it, mate, it got to an extreme where I was literally like, like I'll, just cut, I'll just cut it all. It was literally like I was taking cocaine first thing in the morning to fucking yeah. get me out of fucking bed. Yeah. Then I'd go home at lunchtime, I'd have more. Listen, when I was going through this, this is when I started creating stupid amounts of anxiety because mm. I knew it was completely wrong. It was damaging my health. It was damaging, obviously, my mental health, my physical health. It was putting me in a really bad position. So it came to a point where, like, I actually obviously came to a stop. I, I, I think I did it for about 12 months constantly, mm. but it, it still left me in a bad position. 
So I went through then, I was going through this anxiety. I was going through panic attacks as well on the daily, which was just like, mate, every day I just felt like I'm just going to fucking die. I'm heart was racing. I just, oh, mate, it was horrible. And I mentioned some days you just didn't want to wake up because you knew you was going to go through a full day of suffering. Anyway, cut a long story short, I came out of this, this position because... I started putting things into place. I was doing loads of research on the anxiety side of things. I was listening to podcasts. I was like, I was surrounding myself with good people. I was watching things where I could potentially help the anxiety. I was just always more aware of putting myself in a better position wherever possible. Man, I went to the doctors and this is how mad the doctors are. He tried giving me, well, he did. He gave me the beta blockers. Do you know what a beta blocker is? Uh, you're about to tell me because it's going to, uh, my mind is not thinking as quick. <laughs> Mate, on you go. Yeah, it's like, obviously I've gone into the doctor because I've got trouble with my head, yeah, because mm. I'm having anxiety, I can't control my thoughts. It gives me something to slow my fucking heart rate down. I'm yes, like, that's what? that's exactly what it is. Sorry. I'm just like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? At the time, I didn't know, I didn't get it because I was only like 25 or something along them lines. And then I'm just like, and now I think to myself, Mate, I had trouble with my head. Not with my fucking heart. Do you know what I mean? What you're trying to slow my fucking heart rate fucking down. I need to slow my head down. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? See, see when you were there and you, when you're in that kind of phase, was it just repeat, repeat, repeat for that year? Just nothing changed. And with the, the addiction or the anxiety? A bit of both. Well, both actually, you know. Mate, the, yeah. So the, the, when I was actually using the cocaine, mate, it was just repeat, 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 repeat. Mm. Because what happened, what happens with cocaine is it puts you on a massive high and it increases obviously the dopamine, serotonin, it releases all these good, these um, good hormones. So you feel absolutely amazing. But what it is, it's like, um, it's like putting yourself in debt with happiness. So you're borrowing this happiness that actually isn't there. So when the drugs start to wear off, you're in debt with happiness. You kind of go into a negative state of mind. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. You can relate. You go, like, you go so far high up. Like uh, You can do it with anything, yeah. food, drink, you know what I mean? You go so far up, you get the pleasure, but it's a pleasure that you've kind of just obviously cheated and then you fall straight below. So what's the next best way to get back in that position? Take the cocaine again. How, how did you find day-to-day life, as in working or studying or friends you know what, or family? Mate, how scary is this? I was still going like, I was still going through everything as normally as I would. Yeah. The only thing scary, is, isn't it? Thought, mate, it's weird. I, like when I look back, like it, I when I was having it in the morning before working instead of breakfast, <laughs> like mate, it sounds fucking mad. It just sounds mad. When I look back at it, I can laugh about it now, honestly. Like I just like we're having it for breakfast and then you're just going to work. I thought it was a normal thing, but it's only a little bit. Do you know what I mean? I'm not causing anyone any harm. I'm still going to work. I'm still getting the job done. And then it got to the point where just me home at lunchtime, I'll just get a bit more, do you know what I mean? Straight back in, mm. straight back into work. And it was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. At the time though, like I said, it, it just felt a normality. Yeah. Well, but that's the thing, it does. And uh, in 2007, which I always, if people know me, I say it's the fucking worst year of my life. But at the same time, it was the, it was the best year because I was just having a great time. And it was a lot of, uh, there was a lot, a lot of that going on, a lot of drinking going on, a lot of good fun times going on. But day-to-day life still worked. I mean, it wasn't on the breakfast menu, but anyway. Um, but, but, but what was scary is that day-to-day life was totally fine. And yeah. how, how, and I still wonder now, 12 years later, how did I function for pretty much 12 months? <sighs> nah, it must be something to do with age. Because obviously I was like 25 at the time, do you know what I mean? I think, so, well, so I was I. We, got more, yeah. we can tolerate a lot more stuff at that age, can't we? Fucking hell, mate. I could barely get in my bed with a hangover now. <laughs> that's me that's me man. honestly but man, i have a coffee now when i get anxiety that's how bad i am yeah you know? yeah i mean i i mean that like say for me personally it was a real it was a real it was a, it's a tough year but it was a really good year but i've been speaking i spoke about it a lot actually in the past week and i was saying uh 2007 it was this it was that it was this it was that we're gonna go back and change it Yes, to a degree, because without that year, you don't know where you are, you know, now. Yeah. But yes. fucking hell, mate. They... And um, do, you remember, do you remember the moment you stopped? 
Do you remember the moment yeah. you drew the line under it, or well, drew the line? There's the wrong phrase. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you remember that moment? Yeah, of... I do, mate. Do you know what? It was quite bad, actually. And it was, um, I've been out on a Saturday night. Obviously, I've been on the sesh, which is a session. I'm guessing you know what Indeed, that is. Indeed, we know a sesh up here, don't what worry. fucking sesh is up there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'd been up, obviously, all night. And then um, it was got to Sunday tea time, so I'd still been going. And then um, Mrs. dropped me a message and she's like, I'm coming down yours. I'm just like, oh, fucking hell, I can't deal with this right now. Fucking hell, do you know what I mean? I've not even had any fucking sleep. So what did I do? I thought, fuck it, I'll have a fucking line. I had a line, mate. She got in, she came and she went, you all right? And I'm like, yeah, fine. And because I knew, obviously, I'd just had something, the high and the adrenaline kicked in 50 times more because I knew I'd done something wrong and just started questioning me. Next minute, mate, my heart was in my mouth. Panic attack started. I couldn't control it. I'm screaming. I'm going to fucking die. I'm trying to grab the house phone. I'm trying to ring for like the fucking ambulance and everything. She's putting the phone down. She's like, you're fine. And obviously I mentioned what I'd done mm. and then oh man, it was just like, and that's when the panic attacks actually started mm. because I'd put myself, because I'd kind of dipped my toes into a panic attack. What happens? I don't, have you ever had a panic attack? Yes. Yes, they are. They're a wee bit more few and far between, but are an absolute, you tell me and I'll tell you about mine, my last one. So what happened, obviously, when you kind of dip your toes into a panic attack and you experience the feeling, what happened then the day after? Any kind of little feeling that I felt in my body, like that sensation of like, I don't know, like warm, warmness or some kind of tingliness, it just created another panic attack automatically. Mm. And that's when it repeated every day for a long fucking time. It came to the point where it was just like, I was having panic attacks and I was crying. I was just crying because I couldn't stop them. Mm. And I just didn't know what to do. And like I said, I went to the doctors and they couldn't have... They just, they give me fucking beat blockers. They didn't tell me, do you know what I mean? Mate, go and take, goes, go and take them for a month and see how you are. Come back in a month if you like, if you feel no different. And it's just like, I needed help with my head. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And because you don't understand what it is, I was 25. I just, do you know what I mean? I just didn't know where I was at. Yeah. And it came to a point where you was like, you just didn't want to wake up in the morning. You didn't. No. No, I don't, I mean, that's, I'm saying that 2007 and 2008, and I still, um, when it gets to the point where you have to stop, I remember it had been early 2008 and the girl I was seeing at the time, who I still to this day will credit with saving what could have happened. And I mind her just saying, this is not fucking on. This can't, yeah. this can't go on. And I was like, what? It's yeah. fucking fine. And then that was it. It was like, stop. And that's, that's now near 12 years ago, it would be stop there, done. And yeah. And then for that, but I never, I never got sort of, I, I only kind of re, more recently was kind of the whole anxiety thing. And I, yeah. I, I get real spatial anxiety. If people are behind me, I fucking hate it. In a small space, in a big space, a gig or a foot, a stadium or a, even a nightclub's fine. But just in a small space, maybe like an office, I, hate it and that kind of throws me now and again but the last panic attack I had was I'm just looking at my watch here three weeks ago nearly three weeks ago on a on a Friday uh, I'd done an event up here which was um, basically Strictly Come Dancing so I took part in that danced got robbed but anyway um but see during the day oh we got totally robbed by the judges the judges fucking robbed us but anyway yeah (laughs) unreal but what what had happened was and i've this has never been broadcast on a podcast by the way so this is an exclusive so that so during the day and we had to be there at four o'clock and we didn't dance about 10 see during that six hour period see the boredom the boredom got me so fucking into a height of panic, not because of nerves, purely for boredom. And yes. honest to God, it was frightening. And you lost. Oh, mate, it was. It was just just for for thirty five minutes. I was yeah. I was a fucking mess, and I was just on my own. I was in a room on my own. I was on the phone to someone who helped me through it, through every single bit of it, and was just like, just calm. You, just the things I needed to hear. I was trying yeah. to tell myself. Honestly, I must have. I went for a walk around the hotel. I come back in. I was fine. 
But for that every five minutes, fucking hell. Fucking hell. Oh, mate. Horrific. Horrific. It's weird though how quick we are to like, obviously because how I hear like just how, like how going out you are, do you know what I mean? You, you, you rarely vocal, you're like, yep. good to engage yep. with and like I wouldn't think like you just had a panic attack for you. It's just mad, do you know what I mean? It's People, it's just, it's, it's crazy. And that's, that's the thing, like I, I've always said that there are much smaller situations like, um, you could put me, you can hand me a microphone and go out on a stage in front of 20,000 people and I will be much more confident doing that than standing in front of a room with 20 people in it, which is really <laughs> weird. Really fucking yeah. weird, you know? Um, yeah. But but it's that, like I, I said to someone, uh, I said to someone that I would have more nerves going on a first date with someone than I would in front of 20,000 people. <laughs> what? What? What's that about, man? That, that, I've I've earned a living doing that in front of people, but that's yeah. uh, that's the kind of weird thing for me. But certainly for that, and yeah, a lot of a lot of sort of episodes ups and downs. And I think it was about about a fucking year ago, man. I just had a total breakdown, a total three day. Just I am done. I'm not getting up. I'm not doing anything. I'm not putting a title on what happened, but it was just that low for a few days. Didn't want to yeah. do anything. Yeah. And then you wake nah, up the next I, day and it was fine, I think. <laughs> yeah. But it's now it is, works. Is it, do you struggle now with like the law? Is there anything, any kind of law moods? I know obviously we all have our bad days, you know what I mean? We still fucking go through them, you know what I mean? It's no, 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 I, I kind of put, I put mine just down to bad day, getting out the wrong side of bed. Yeah. That's kind of what I put mine down. Apart from that, we episode a couple of weeks ago. In general, it's been, it's been okay the last six months or whatever but yeah. you know and that's the thing people can look at me and they they, 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 they wouldn't think that and yeah. that's and there's only I was about to say there's only selected people that know about it but now more people know about it but I've, I've always said though it's something that I would talk about quite more I mean when I when it was Mental Health Awareness Day and you were having your orange twirl um, <laughs> I put a post up and and, and, and in that just said because I done it alone because I did I didn't tell anyone. What the fuck? Yeah. What, I mean, what? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't yeah. you? Whereas now I've got no problem speaking about it to anyone openly, offering support or whatever. And I would hope people would do the same back. You know what I mean? 100%, Matt. That's it. And people are going to listen it. to this and go, fucking hell, we never knew that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, so that was your and my struggles with it. So yes. where are you now and what do you then offer now for people that know you, but also people you work with? So obviously now I've just rebranded myself as well. I don't think you've seen it because I was known as the Aaron Caton Fitness and Food, which is kind of what I've always been about. And obviously, like you said, a real approach. And then like, as you've noticed, like I have been putting more of the mental health side in. Yeah. Obviously, the last two, three years, oh, it's always been a part of me, but do you know what I mean? I've really dug deep into it because it's all good and well helping yourself as well. But you still, even though you can help yourself, it's still hard to apply it with others. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's about learning how to say the right things at the right time to other people. Do you know what I mean? Because it's good. It's all good, like I said, knowing about anxiety and everything. But so, whatever you say, sometimes you, it's not the best way to say it. So you've got to know when to say it and who to say it to as well. So also the different approaches. So obviously I rebranded myself and now it's um Aaron Caton, mental, mental and physical fitness. So basically one of my biggest promotions now is like before I actually dig into the food and the training side of things, I need to know that people are obviously mentally strong to be in a position where they can apply the required tasks to the food side of things to the training side of things and my biggest thing at the moment is so i do get quite a few messages when i do put like obviously some kind of mental health content through or even when a new client joins or anything and i need to know where their mental health is like if they are having low moods and some days where they don't feel great and everything like that's never going to benefit the training of food because this is obviously like this is what this is like your um, circuit board this is like the the mains board in your house and if a couple of switches are down, you're not going to be able to function properly. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So this is where I need to start getting them switches flicked back up. And the biggest thing I've started doing now is like, I'm like, well, if you're struggling with your anxiety or your low moods, like what do you actually put into your daily routine to benefit your mental health? 
And that's what I need to find out. And generally, like the common answer is, which is madness. And they say no, uh, sorry, they say they don't actually put anything into the daily routine to help. So I'm like, well, you do understand if you're not putting anything into place, you're not going to get into a place where you just feel better. You do have to work at it just like anything else. And I heard a great um, analogy on um, a podcast. And it was like, your mental health, if you are someone who struggles mental, because don't get me wrong, there's some people who can just float through like life and they don't actually come across any mental health issues because everything just naturally just kind of falls in place from falls in place from with like the relationships the lifestyle the career just the way they think it just kind of goes with the flow and that's the way it is for some people do you know what i mean but some of some of us actually struggle with mental health issues so when you are going through these positions you do have to put something into your daily routine that can actually benefit it and what what you'd need to do, so obviously you'd have a look through your day. And the biggest one that I always say is, obviously, the meditation side of things. And when people hear this word, they automatically think, fucking hell, meditation. I'm going to sit on the floor. I'm going to cross my legs. I'm going to fucking close my eyes. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to be took to a higher dimension while listening to some fucking absolute crazy man beating a fucking, what's it called? The bell, yeah. the dong, or whatever it is. <laughs> Um, I don't need to know about people beating your dong, mate. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm sure I've just come off track there. I'm sure I was leading on to something else. Um, you were med- on, you're meditating as part of your program, I think, is what, where you were going. Yes. <laughs> people yes, don't so, like it. I aim to get the wrong perception of it. So I need, do you know what I need to do? I need to label it something else. I need to call it quiet time or something. Just mental chill i think that's a good one isn't it? mental mental chill. chill yeah everyone likes to mental chill yeah of course this is it mate and if like i said going back to the circuit board thing if you've got a couple of switches down that you're never going to be able to put 100 into your food training so this is my biggest obviously thing that i like to apply at this moment in time whereas people normally skip this part and they go straight into the training and food and they're never going to get 100% out of the training food if these are not all flicked up, these switches. And another thing with the mental health, and this is a massive thing that's overlooked, and I really want to get this point across, is sleep, mate. It's so underrated. You tell me, let's say you've, you know what I mean, because you're a hardworking man, mate. Let's say you go to bed at 11 o'clock, half 11, mm. and you've got to get up at half four in the morning to get that podcast up on a Monday morning. Yep. You've only had five hours sleep. Yep. Now, how do you feel that day? Um, I, I feel, well, I, the best example is a weekend for me, is a weekend. Yeah. Get, that, that's the best example. So if I work on a Saturday night till two in the morning, I get home at three. Because I've only got Sunday and then I'm back to work, I want to be up early. So yes. I'll, I'll make sure I'm up at nine. But see, by about six o'clock at night, I'm done. I am yeah. done. And that's not a good thing. I want to still be alert and awake and whatever. But that that's purely the way it is. But yeah, as the day goes on, I get worse. Definitely. This, this is it, Matt. This is it. And what happens with a lack of sleep? We fall into poor decisions. The willpower's not as great as it should be. Um, more chance of making the wrong decision. And then you kind of, you kind of fall back into the old like daily routine where the habits aren't, they ain't serving you any kind of purpose. So the best thing you can suggest to someone as well, obviously when you are trying to help the mental health, and I mentioned the meditation side of things, um, is you can prescribe a more sleep. Mm. Mate, it's so underrated. It's so underrated. Someone's struggling, you say, how much sleep you get? And they go, about six hours, which is okay. Do you know what I mean? It's not bad. Mm. Mate, try having an extra hour and see how better you feel the next day. Oh, damn right. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Do you, do you think you can have too much sleep? Yeah, I, um, do you know what, mate? When I have more sleep, I, I get that. I, I don't know how it works. And I don't know the science behind it. But yeah, I do actually think that. I feel like you become like underproductive when you do have to. I think once you go past that, that eight hour, sorry, eight hour, half half eight hour whatever mm. mark do you know what i mean it's yeah it, it it kind of affects me it doesn't put me in a good position i feel lazy of anything mm-hmm. and so you're mentioned there for the the men on the physical uh, fitness this is because like you say part of your rebrand you've went to a it's a 16 week program that you offer now 
Yeah, so that's that's the only service that I'll um, provide now online because I've been down the routes of working with people like for eight weeks. I've even done 12 weeks, but now I feel like a minimum of 16 weeks is adequate for most people. Eight weeks, there's no, because like I said, because I've gone more down the mental health side of things, the first four weeks, I'm trying to plant new seeds to put them in a good position with their daily routine. I'm trying to get them, I'm trying to educate them on getting more sleep. I'm trying to put some chill time in the day where they can have quiet time with their mind. I'm trying to put something in with regards to like a podcast or some kind of reading where they can stimulate the brain and they can just like obviously up their self-development. So I'm trying to implement these things within like the first four to six weeks. Once we start putting these things into place, then once we put more thought and more focus onto the training, the food, mate, it's a lot easier. Rather than going full guns blazing, we're training the food straight away. It's it's not an easy thing to do. So that's why I think 16 week is adequate. And then after the 16 week, I'd like to think obviously they are in a better position. They have spent four months of their life where they've put a lot of thought into the daily routine. They've introduced new habits that can benefit them mentally and physically. They're in a better position with the food choices. They don't feel the need to be binging and and, and obviously going through the, the cake, the kebabs or whatever. Don't get me wrong, you know I don't restrict any kind of anything <laughs> along them lines. You know what I mean? I'm all for cake, I'm all for pizza. But like I said, I like to leave people in a good position. And what I don't like to encourage anymore is people getting stupidly lean. Because when you put when you're going into a position where you are getting stupidly stupidly lean, that's where you fall into more mental health problems because it requires extremes. It pulls too much out of your day. It brings you away from norm the normality of life. You, the balance comes away. So yeah, I really get involved. And what I do as well now is a weekly call with each individual to discuss the week, like we put little daily tasks in place, whether it's the mental health, the training or the food, and then obviously they hold themselves accountable with me. I met, who doesn't want to speak to me on a weekly basis? <laughs> Get a new recipe for a, chick, a chicken bar, bar, burger or anything. Who doesn't? <laughs> that's it, man. That's it. So, so yeah. how, how kind of new is this then? How, how kind of long have you been working on this side of things? The, what's that, Med? The, 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 the mental health? Or? Yeah, the 16 week program. When, you know, how kind of, when did you, you rebrand? When did you go for that? It slowly, it, it slowly kind of worked itself yeah. into a sixteen-week program. I think it's like obviously, I won't say trial and error, but it's just like obviously the, the service that I have put out, and I'm just like, how can I make this better? Mm. Why is this little bit not working? Why can they not stick to this? Why is this not getting performed? What could you know what I mean? So it's kind of grown into a sixteen-week program, mm. and I think that's the way it is. And I don't, I can't see it going any other way now. I feel like that's just perfect. How how different do you find that to your, well, the day job in the gym as a personal trainer? So the only thing, the only thing, the difference is obviously when you're in the gym and you're one-to-one with an actual client, mate, you know yourself it's always better face-to-face. There's just something about being, enge- being able to engage with someone face-to-face and you're in their presence. And especially with the training side of things, you can you can show more correction, you can show more tips. Don't forget, online you are still limited to how hands-on you can get. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So that's, but again, like online, like I said, if you're still engaging through the, through the phone, do you know what I mean? You're on FaceTime, you're messaging, you can still help massively, do you know what I mean? But so I think obviously the only thing where the online does suffer is just obviously being in the gym where you can correct their form and you can make sure they're actually performing everything bang on. But that doesn't mean you still can't help someone with their mind and their actual food side of things. So... And they all work together, which is the good thing. <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. <laughs> and exactly. one thing, it's just uh, just over a year old now as well. Like you uh, got into a buddy of yours and you have your own podcast. Yeah, mate. Mate, honestly, that's one of the best things. And the, the reason I got a friend to do that is because you find yourself, when you're constantly helping people on the daily, on the daily like you're in the one-to-one sessions and you're doing the online training, you know what I mean? You're doing the one-to-one calls. You kind of, like, you're constantly giving, which is obviously what I want to do. But you find, hey, this sounds so weird. Sometimes you feel isolated. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Because of that's where I thought I want to do something with someone so I can spend some time with someone and we can have a little bit more of a laugh with it, do you know what I mean? And we can 
We and, and I think the good thing doing it with Phil, someone we had a we had a young lad on today and he went he went, Aaron, you're like he went, you're like the less mature one and like Phil's your dad. I'm like, cheers, mate. So I'll tell I'll tell you exactly when he sounded like your dad. It was one of your early episodes. You were speaking about shopping in Aldi, and he was basically telling you, "No, this is why you buy so many sausages, and this is when you eat them." (laughs) (laughs) I just thought, well, if Phil says that's what it'll be, that's it, man. That's it. No, we did our first like ten, twelve podcasts on whiskey, like double whiskey. Yes, yes, because you were you were you were on YouTube as well. Yeah, man. Yeah, nah, come save yourself. Nah, Jamie Dodgers and whiskey. That's all. We yeah, do. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was strange, but it's a Shape School yeah. podcast, so it's a weekly podcast about life, mind, yeah. body. What kind of topics have you been speaking about recently, and what you're going to be speaking about in the future? Oh, man, we've covered absolutely everything. We've covered absolutely everything. So we, I, um, I think Phil's done the slogan, so it's obviously we're trying to help your life, mind, and your body. So. Mate, we, everything from obviously getting adequate protein into the mental health side of things, um, training versus exercising, supplements, social media influencers, mate, everything fitness related that you can think of, I'm sure that we've actually covered. Because we went back over our old podcasts and we're like, fucking hell, Phil, I don't even know what we can speak about anymore. And <laughs> do you know what I mean? I thought like we've covered everything. So that's where we now started introducing the guests. Like we want real people to yeah. come on, just like you're doing yourself. Yes, to definitely. give their story. And just to mention their struggles with food, their struggles with training, anything that they can give. Do you know what I mean? All you need in one podcast is just one knowledge bomb, man. And that's changed someone's next six months on it. You, you know what it is yourself. Yeah, definitely. And the Shape School podcast, you can get it on uh, Apple, Spotify, all these kind of things. Uh, yes. A couple, couple of things you have met, mentioned in the podcast. So for people that haven't listened to it, there's some daft thing, some silly things that you speak about, which I always like. What is your favourite McDonald's milkshake flavour? Oh, man. Do you know what? I've not I've run it in a while. But definitely <laughs> got to be a, definitely made of strawberry. Yeah, definitely. Because you've had that's that. If you can, that's if you can fucking suck it through them straws, man. Yeah, well, the paper straws are not. That's not a nice feeling. That. <laughs> man, what, what's going on with the world? <laughs> is that actually doing the world any good, or is it just fucking someone in po- in the politics just making fucking shit awkward? Yeah, it's not good at all. Um, you also had you're a big thing actually. I find quite interesting. You were on about coffee abuse. Yeah, there's a whole thing about caffeine stuff like that. Just too much of it can stimulate you too much. Yeah, mate, it's, it's like anything in it. Like too much cocaine, mate. It's never good for you. So <laughs> anything that creates some kind of anything that's a stimulant, too much of it, mate, it's never good. And going back to the sleep side of things, so say you're smashing coffee all day long, and you start getting past two o'clock, three o'clock, and you're trying to pick yourself back up, mate. That's going to fall into your sleep. Mm-hmm. So you're going to start, do you know what I mean? You're going to be stimulated before bed. Mate, it just puts you in a negative state of mind. It affects the sleep. And then, like we said, the sleep affects the mental health. Vicious circle, that. So what I would suggest is trying to get your coffee intake before 12 p.m., mm-hmm. 100%. And then, obviously, go to a decaf. Yep. And uh, one of the other ones that's quite interesting, 500 calories that prevent fat loss. Yes. So that was a really good one. So this was like um, the calories that you don't actually know that you're obviously consuming like an example is the biscuit when you're making some food at night oh fucking hell them fingers are slowly making the way to that cupboard door I'll have one biscuit two biscuit those hundred calories banging so say you're in the office do you know what I mean someone's always got a bag of toffee chucking around five little Harry balls another hundred calories little bits of sugar in your brew that you don't think anything of another hundred calories so it's these little things that are adding up through the day that you're just not aware of even if you've had a good day with food do you know what I mean what's a couple of biscuits and a few little haribo and a little bit of sugar yeah there's yeah. there's a chocolate brownie in our office at the moment so that's exactly. a, that's the killer temptation and exactly <laughs> final final one I want to mention just from the podcast because we will plug the podcast people and go and listen to it before we move on um, episode 19 it was do you ever feel like a bit of a dick in the gym and how do you overcome this feeling if you can break yes. that down a very shorter version than the podcast. Yeah, so basically that was, it was to help with people when they're new to the gym. Yeah. So when people walk into the gym, they've got it in their head that everyone's fucking absolutely gym mad and they know what they're doing. And what we wanted to try and say is like, when you get in the gym, 
generally 95% of people don't have a fucking clue what they're doing anyway. Not that that's a bad thing, but they're just getting in there and they're just doing exactly what you want to do. They're going in the gym for the exact same thing. Do you know what I mean? They want to get in there. They want to try and lose a bit of weight. They want to just, they want to put themselves in a position where they can help the mental health. They want to be a little bit more functional. Just want to be a little bit fitter. And that was the main point with it, to be fair. And that, that's what we wanted to get across. So it's not even a scurvy place, the gym. Because I think sometimes people have got this perception in their head. Because of going back to social media, everyone's got massive fucking shoulders. Everyone's got abs. You know what I mean? Everyone looks amazing. And it's far, far from the truth. If I'm honest, mate, you never even see these people in real life. I don't even know where they fucking are. Are they all just in one fucking house or something? I don't even get it. It must just be in a house full of mirrors. <laughs> where do you ever see them? I've never seen them in real life. I don't get it. <laughs> Um, you're on about the gym there as well though so why do so many people join in January then jack it in do you know what mate that's a myth though people don't actually join in January (laughs) it's actually actually February yeah because people get to January and they still can't be fucked (laughs) it it, it takes them about till February till the gym actually gets busy Mm -hmm. and I think it's just the it's just the percent it's just like obviously the rule that everyone goes through, like, leave it till Monday. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's that same mentality yeah. in it. Yeah. Oh, fuck it. Do you know what I mean? I fuck this year up. Just leave it till January. Yeah. And that, but then it gets to January and it's like, oh, fuck it. I can't be asked. Let's get to February. And then they slowly get in, crawling in February, gets to March. Do you know what I mean? Fuck it. Leave it till next year. For, for yourself, you're talking about that. So what's kind of your gym routine for yourself? Um, the gym? You know, so, how often are you, do you work out? It's around clients and stuff. So personally, I get three to four workouts in, but that's that's not a must, mate. No, I'm like in a position because I've trained for a long time. Do you mm. know what I mean? I've been training for about 11, 12 years now. Yeah. As long as I get three workouts in, mate, do you know what I mean? And I've, I've, I've moved and I've hit the whole body over like three workouts. Generally, I'll put it into a split, like a leg pull and a push. And I just keep it basic, mate. Do you know what I mean? I just want to be fit. I'm not fuck, I'm not fussed on looking aesthetically amazing or anything along them lines. I just want to feel good. I just want to keep functional. Do you know what I mean? I just want to try and keep healthy. And that's and that is it, mate. And that's all you need. And I think the biggest thing what people don't realise is you actually do a lot more. You can do a lot more outside of the gym. You can burn a lot more calories outside of the gym. You can lose a lot more body fat outside of the gym with you just your steps, your daily movement, mate. So if, you, if someone's like, they're listening now and they're thinking, fucking, I need to get in the gym three times. Well, you don't actually need to do that either. You can literally just focus on just walking through the day. Even smarter choices, instead of taking the lift, take the stairs, instead of parking right outside the fucking shop, do you know what I mean? Park a little bit further away and just, Little things, making smarter choices through the day. That's it, really, man. Yeah, and with the uh, the festive season coming up, any tips for how people can attack that before they don't bother going back to the gym in January? Yeah, go easy on the cocaine. Do you know what I mean? Joking. <laughs> 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 uh, again, like I said, I'm real. It, it comes once a year. Unless you're one of them who's been smashing the fuck out of it every month anyway. Do you know what I mean? You've been smashing the fuck out of the food and whatever. It's just going to be the same again for you. But if you want to be more aware, so let's say you have a high cap, high calorie day and you, you've been out with work or whatever, just try and lower it a little bit after the, do you know what I mean, the next day. Just be sent. So with it, for every high calorie day you have, try and have a low calorie day if you want to be more aware and just making smarter choices. Try you know I me, mean? but again, like I said, it's Christmas. Comes round once a year. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. I mean, imagine one thing you probably maybe get with clients and stuff that you work in is that when someone does go out on the Friday, it then turns into the Saturdays the hangover food to then the Sunday yeah. I can't be bothered food, and then you're back to Monday again. And it's is it frustrating for you when that happens with people you work with? As in the clients, yeah, because then yeah. it's just it is, man. It, 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 can, it can be frustrating, and I, do you know what I mean? I, you come into a position where you do have to speak to them, and it's like, man, I'm not actually. I don't think we're getting anything from the training. Do you know what I mean? If you obviously keep putting yourself in this position these weekends, these high calorie weekends, you know me, man. I love to be real and I love to be balanced. I don't want to restrict anything. But if it does come to a point where it's preventing you to progress, it's like. You either we can, we're going to have to call it quits, or you're going to have to change something, and you are just going to have to reduce the amount of times you are fucking getting on the sesh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing I want to do before we finish off uh, is yeah. a little bit of a day on versus day off, just to see how open and flexible your eating is. 
So yeah. day on would be when you're working, you're a professional, personal trainer, you're, although you're a wee bit more relaxed, it's not chicken and broccoli, and then yeah. what you'd be having if it was a more relaxed day. So if you're working, how do you start your day on a very air? Because you're up about half past four, isn't it? Yeah, so I'll talk you through my day now. So cool. currently I've started skipping breakfast. Not for any reason. I just found when I was eating food straight away, what I do, I kind of set something up in my head. Well, mate, once I put food in my mouth, I just want more food. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it works. So I thought, do you know what? I'm going to fuck that off. So I get up at half four, completely leave it, get to the gym. I'll do a tiny bit, do like some stretching. I'll do like three clients. Then I'll have the chicken sausages. I'll make a chicken sausage butter. So it's, it's, it's um, improved from the actual chicken. I was having the Cajun chicken, one of the best chicken butter. Um, so sausage butter. Then I'll have one of the, the yogurts with it. The, the Aldi have just brought some protein yogurts out, whatever they have. So that's the chicken butter yeah. and then the yogurt. If I'm training, I'll have a bit of rice pudding. I'll bang a, protein, um, a scoop of whey protein in that. Then you'll get to about two o'clock. I'll have a bag of microwave veg with the chicken sausages again. And then there's that um, carrot and sweet mash. And then I'll bang a load of um, best chicken gravy over it, mate. Mate, it's, mate, it's banging. And it, whoever's listening, honestly, they presume gravy's high in calories. It's not. It's extremely low in calories. So fucking get gravy on everything. <laughs> There's an IGTV about that. <laughs> mate, yeah, mate. They're going to love it, aren't they? Yeah. And then evening meal, it varies. I went through the phase of having the chicken curry because Mayflower is a curry sauce that you can get from oh, B&M Bag. banging, isn't it? <laughs> Nah, it's a game changer. So I've been smashing that a hell of a lot. So, so you'd yeah. have, have that on anything, really? Nah, it's so nice. Yeah. It's do, you so much, nice. Uh, do you do much snacking while you're... Do I don't as much as I used to, mate. No, I've kind of... I've come... I've, I don't know if I've actually ever been a massive snack. I think because I'm busy, mate, and I am constantly mm. engaging with people. Do you know what I mean? I don't really think about it. Because if we think about sometimes snacking, it's, um, it's a result of boredom. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of time. Just to get, it's just to give yourself something to do. Yeah. And it's just easily done. And then if you look, so a bad day, mate. Or a day off. That, Let's not call it a bad. Let's just call it a day off. Yeah, a day, mate. I don't even, like, come weekend, I think, like, I, I tell you what, so say we're going to Morrison's, I pretty much eat the same every day because I eat, like, that's not a really boring day is it when i'm slapping gravy and curry sauce over no, everything. definitely not <laughs> so when you get to weekend mate i've already had my chip shot curry i've already had my gravy so i'd say a saturday night i like to have a little bit of a takeaway away but we'll yeah. do a fake away we, yeah. we prefer to make it so prefer you see me i like to make a burger and do me own chips and everything yeah so, yeah what's yeah. your kind of go-to at the moment what's your uh what's what you've been having Morrison's have got some sourdough pizzas in the frozen section there. £2.50. They've got these spicy salami things. About 1,100 calories. Mate, it's a game changer. <laughs> mate, Are you still having that, that extra large bottle of beer with it as well? No, mate. I had to stop it. It was causing mental health issues. <laughs> no surprise. You see the size of that fucking bottle? Mate, that was one every day. <laughs> yeah, Fuck quite, hell. It was in the calories, but yeah, mate, I was waking up just slightly hungover mm. on one bottle. So yes. I have that off. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's mad. Yes. Um, how is um, how's your mental health now then? How how do you deal? Kind of how's your day to day with kind of everything? So it's morning routine. That's yeah. that's what I massively swear by. So morning routine. I like to. I've got an evening routine, so I don't have to stress in the morning mm. having things ready. Yeah. So you're not worrying about packing your bag. You're not worrying about prepping your lunch and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And then I like to think. So when I'm in bed and the alarm goes off, I like to remember that I woke up this morning. Do you know what I mean? I'm grateful. I'm in a warm bed. I'm going to take myself into the shower I'm going to have warm water do you know what I mean I've got access to all these things mm. that's already putting me in a good state of mind and just remembering that you are getting up you are going to a job that's going to be uh, going to allow you to pay your bills I'm driving to work do you know what I mean I'm in a nice warm car I'm listening to a podcast I'm constantly learning do you know what I mean and it's just it's that makes how you set off in the morning it's how you set off in the morning and that makes a massive difference and how important is it to have kind of that um, the home life and the family and everything about it because I mean you're your your uh, hairy friend is the uh, biggest star of your nah, stories right now. Mate, he changed everything. And <laughs> one thing, mate, 
one thing that I can say with that is what you, you learn massively from a dog because when you watch a dog, if you just, mate, it sounds quack as this, when you watch what they do, mate, he'll sit there and he'll just look at something and he'll just play with a ball, he'll chew something, he'll go out, he'll have a piss, he'll have a shit, he'll come back in and you're like, why is, why is he not bothered? Because he's not worrying about anything else. He's just fucking in that moment. And this is what they try and teach you for, for your mental health. You want your mental, you want the mental chill. You want quiet time. And these, these animals can consistently do it. So that's what you want to do. You want to be more dog. You <laughs> <laughs> just want to be more dog. Um, that's it, man. Are you the that's type, it. are you the type of guy that sets yourself goals or targets or anything for 2020 or anything like that? Yeah, so I've got a few things in plan there. I want to obviously expand with the online work, you know what I mean? I want to try and um, get out to as many people as possible. I'm still going to stick in the gym because I hold myself accountable to getting up in the morning, knowing that I've got like a six o'clock starter. So I'll, I think I'll probably be in the gym for a long time, but mm. I'll be reducing my hours. I'll be putting more online work. And then we are going to look towards getting to um, getting into like corporate companies and putting out seminars, mate. So mm. that's... Uh, that's our next goal. No, no, it sounds good. Aaron, this has been an absolute pleasure, mate. I've enjoyed mate, this. Mate, I know. I know I chat some shit, but mate, I've been, I appreciate it and I appreciate you for list, having to listen to all this. Hey, listen, it's, uh, it's been, it's been great chatting. There's been plenty there. I think everyone will get out of it. Um, just quickly, you want to give a mention for your website, your social media, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, so if they want to jump on my website, it's com, And then, but I prefer people go to my Instagram, get to know a little bit about <laughs> Oh, you'll, oh, they'll get to know you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's um, Aaron Kirton. I'm sure you'll tag it up. Aaron Kirton Fitness. Yeah, yeah. And, then, obviously. and what I like to say is as well, I do generally like, obviously, because there'll be your followers and everything, I will be following everyone back as well so I can engage on a personal level for every follower that does come my way. Oh, no, that's brilliant. Mate, listen, this has been a pleasure. It's been good to catch up and uh, it's been a great story as well for everything you're going and everything you can, we can bounce off as well. And here, being very open and honest as well, which does help. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right, Ronnie. Aaron Keaton, thank you very much. All right, cheers, Ronnie. I'll speak to you soon, mate. Cheers. Thank you very much. See you later. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell your friends about it and leave a review or a rating. If you didn't, then let's never speak of it again. These are the days.